0: This is where you can start to decipher the situation or the circumstance that I'm in. I have the choice to be able to decipher what I do next. And even when you're in the midst of anxiety, you still have the control and decision to make of do I want to continue to believe this thought that is causing me to feel scared and then causing me to behave in a certain way? Or do I want to change my thought, which is going to cause me to change my feelings and therefore change my behaviour? You're listening to the Free From Burnout podcast with Ashley Fraser. This is a space where you come every other week to learn more about what it means to celebrate your everyday emotions. And by doing that, that's what helps you build a life that's free from burnout. And the best part is, you don't have to do it alone because over here we believe when you're feeling calm, collected, and confident in showing all the faces of your emotions, you can handle anything. So let's let the stress take a back seat and welcome in today's episode. Hey, and welcome to the brand new episode here on the Free from Burnout podcast called The Joy of Anxiety. Now, this is a four part series that's going to go on the journey of helping you build a more positive and peaceful relationship with anxiety so that it can enhance your life and for you to be able to see the benefits. And the joys of being a human being that experiences anxiety. So make sure you join me for each episode where we're going to be breaking down the concepts, mistakes, stigmas, and also giving you helpful tips, strategies to be able to help you get through all of your anxious moments. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to part one of The Joy of Anxiety. Four part series. So, you know, the reason why I decided that this was a topic that I really wanted to really build almost like a mini course out of is because anxiety is something that everyone experiences. I, over periods of my life, I've experienced anxiety, and currently is something that has been re triggered in me. And I'm having to deal with it on a daily basis. But more importantly, it's something that I've been coaching a lot of people on recently when it comes to their lives. And anxiety can affect anyone and everyone. And the biggest thing that I'm realising, even the things I've had to coach myself through when I've been in the pits (laughs) of anxiety, is that it's nothing to be afraid of but so many of us, because of the discomfort of it, makes us want to get rid of it. It's almost like seen as a disease. Like, you know, when someone, you know, has a particular disease or infection, and the biggest thing that the doctors are working hard on is to get it out, to get rid of it, to cut it out. Like, that is... The main aim. And that is a mindset behind disease, infections, things like that. Anything that causes us a level of pain and discomfort, we want to get rid of it straight away because it is unbearable to sit with that sensation within our body. Whereas with anxiety, is that yes, you will feel a certain level of physical sensation, but a lot of it is mental. It's the mental discomfort that we struggle to sit with and so this series is here and designed to help you build a new relationship with anxiety because right now anxiety is seen as the biggest villain ever and we are the victim right that is our story and this podcast series really is designed to help you flip the script and not for you to become the villain and anxiety to become the victim But instead for you and anxiety to become the hero. So it's building a different connection, building a different relationship with anxiety. So it's now not seen as something to get rid of, but instead something to hold its hand, come side by side next to, allow it to be there and you still feel the joy of your life. And anxiety is not stealing those moments away from you anymore. I know how complex anxiety can be and it can feel awful. It really, really can. So this part really is all about Anxiety 101. (laughs) Giving you the tea and dropping all of the what is anxiety, the descriptions around it, just so you're able to maybe pinpoint it a little bit more if it's something that you're not sure in the moments that you're experiencing, or if you definitely know that you're experiencing it, just to give you a little bit more of context around it and maybe why it's happening. So when we talk about anxiety, I just want to be very, very clear. There is a medical version of anxiety and there's a non-medical version of anxiety. And I want to just be clear that this episode, this podcast, this series is focused only on the non-medical version of anxiety. So if you know that you have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder or any disorder that's a quite a severe disorder based from anxiety, that this episode can help you as well to understand, and this series can help you to understand your anxiety a little bit more and maybe get some techniques and lessons that can help you to manage it. But of course, you will be on medication if you have a medical diagnosis of anxiety disorder. But I just wanted to be clear that it's more about the non-medical and therefore means it's the more mild, you know, odd occasion levels of anxiety that you're experiencing rather than the severe kind. So had a little look on the Googles to see like, you know, how is anxiety? described. Anxiety is a feeling of unease, whether that's worry or fear. That can be mild or severe. And this is where the more non-medicated anxiety, medicated anxiety differences can come in. And then, you know, if you are unsure where you're sitting in a scale, here's another part that can maybe help you to be like, "Mm, maybe if you haven't been you know, diagnose, or you're feeling like it's feeling very unbearable, this could help you decipher whether or not maybe it's time to kind of go to your GP or medical practitioner to get more advice from. So here is more of a definition of if anxiety feels a bit more on the severe side. So some people can find it hard to control their worries, And then their feelings of anxiety become more constant and can affect their daily lives. And this is a very big marker when I'm coaching someone and I know that, you know, there's certain things that are coming up and they're feeling quite anxious or they're experiencing anxiety. But if I am coaching them and I realize that they're unable to get up and feed themselves or get up and bathe or be able to function at a basic level and because of how they are feeling more time than not, then this is a risk factor where I have to therefore advise them to go and speak to someone else, a medical practitioner, a mental health specialist, their GP, in order for them to really understand what's going on here are ways where if you are struggling to conduct daily activities that are just your you know basic functioning of a human being clothing yourself feeding yourself going to work like those kind of daily activities that are basic unmanaged anxiety and severe levels of anxiety can develop into a panic disorder, phobias, PTSD and social anxiety disorder. So if you know and you can relate to any of those and you haven't been diagnosed or you haven't spoken to a mental health specialist or a GP, please, please, please contact your GP or someone that's able to help you. And if you don't have anyone to help you you can just send me an email and i'll be able to help you and refer you to resources and specialists specifically to be able to help you take your next step so i just want to make sure that we're kind of clear in this particular part of the series and really understanding because your mental health and your safety is the utmost important and i want to be able to help you if you need any help so please do let me know if you do need some help. So going back to kind of anxiety from a non-medical perspective, anxiety is something that we all experience. Anxiety is something that every single person that you know is going to feel, even babies feel anxiety like so it's not just an adult thing it's definitely something from the time that you're in the womb <laughs> from you know the day that is your last day you're going to experience some level of anxiety because you know in society i feel like anxiety is painted to be this awful again like i said this villain something that's terrible that you should avoid like it's a monster it's a beast And that in itself does not help us to manage it any better. It makes us run to the hills to avoid it. And it makes us heavily resistant to experiencing it. And what that does, it creates more fear. And fear, surprise, surprise, is the biggest trigger for anxiety. (laughs) Like it's just a vicious cycle And I want to be able to help you break that because we have many years, many months ahead of us. And we're going to experience anxiety at some point every single day of your life until you're not here anymore. And how would you like to experience anxiety? Would you like it to be something that's actually like, okay, I can be curious about this. I can feel a bit more calm about this. I can feel at peace even when your body is going into overdrive. You, in your mind, imagine having a level of peace and control. Like, imagine that. Imagine, it feels unimaginable when you know what it feels like. And it's very, very, very possible. And that's the kind of relationship I want to help you build with your anxiety. For you to feel like it's a walk in the park and not trying to cross a hugely busy motorway. So when we talk about anxiety, there are four main areas that you're likely to experience symptoms of anxiety. So for example, the first area is your physical responses. So your physical responses is basically what comes out in your body, like the physical sensations, that energy, that tingling, that The physicality that you feel, which usually is your biggest trigger of I'm anxious, because you feel a level of discomfort in your body. So, for example, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast before or not, but I recently went to the doctors and I wanted to get my blood pressure taken. I've been feeling a little bit lightheaded. So, as usual, the doctor was like, "Yeah, it's fine, fine, fine." And she said to me, "I want to get your bloods done so that we can just, you know, make sure that your iron levels are fine and your vitamins and all of that." So I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Pause. I have the biggest fear, and I can openly say it about needles. Needles are my nemesis. <laughs> We're talking about anxiety not being a villain. <laughs> needles are my nemesis. And the thing is, it's actually interesting as I'm hearing myself say this, because if you really break it down, a needle is an object, right? It don't have no feelings. It doesn't have a personality. It doesn't have a character. But my anxiety attached to that object of a needle is the problem. Right. So my thoughts, which we're really gonna go through this right now, my thoughts about the, <laughs> the needle is what causes me anxiety. Right. The physical responses I have when it comes to the thought of getting a blood test, because I still have not even booked the appointment. But so this is a perfect example of all the four areas that symptoms will come up as if you experience anxiety. Is sweating like I sweat profusely <laughs> which obviously is like a sign of nerves and anxiety that when I know that I'm going to have to not so much book the appointment but it's when I'm in the room so when I know that I'm next or I'm sitting down in the chair and I'm getting my arm out ready pulling up my sleeve and they're getting that tight rubber thing <laughs> Gosh. When that is happening, I am sweating, 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 sweating. And that is my physical response, right? So I know as soon as I start sweating way before that, but really if we are going to go by the four specific areas, my physical response to anxiety is sweating for me when it comes to needles. So then the second area is your thoughts. So as I said, my thoughts about needles is this is going to hurt. That's actually my thought. Followed by, I don't want to do this. (laughs) How can I get out of this? Maybe I shouldn't go. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't put my appointment, right? There's a whole trail of thoughts that basically lead from really, this is going to hurt. That's my core thought. That is the main thought that drives my anxiety through the roof is that so then the third area is your emotion. So this is another area that you're going to have a symptom and develop a symptom of, i.e. having emotion, to let you know that anxiety is present. So my emotion from my thought, this is going to her, is scared. <laughs> and I'll be very honest with it. Scared, there's no painting it differently. I'm scared. That's how I feel. Right? Another thought obviously could be like, I'm feeling anxious right? That's another thought that I have. I'm feeling anxious about this, whatever else. But really, I'm just feeling scared. That's the core emotion that has been created from the thought this is going to hurt. So then the fourth and final area is behaviours. So you're going to behave differently. So when I'm thinking this is going to hurt, I'm feeling scared. That's the emotion I'm feeling. And then my behavior is based on me feeling scared, I overthink it. I think of ways to get out of it. (laughs) I think maybe I can get out of the room. Maybe I can just like pass out and just pretend that I can get carried out and then they won't have to take it. (laughs) I'm irrational. That's another thing. That's a behavior I'm doing. A lot of my behaviors happen in my head. As you could probably tell. So anytime a needle or the thought of needles is present, my brain goes into overdrive, right? I don't necessarily, you know, pace around or, you know, I don't necessarily do those things. Mine's all in my head. And also the thing that I am doing is I'm looking, I'm so observant, especially if I'm in the room and I'm getting ready. I'm like, okay, make sure that you tell me you're going to do it. Okay, what are we do next? I need to know every single step. So it's a level of control, right? And I think that's truly the basis of my fear when it comes to needles and where therefore the anxiety is therefore triggered is because I have a lack of control. I feel like I can't control how it's going to feel. And I can't control doing the thing because someone else is obviously in control of the needle. It's not me. And therefore, I can't predict how I'm going to feel. So I assume it's just going to be painful. And what's interesting every single time is that it's never as painful as I think. Never. And I have a previous episode about this anticipating pain ahead of time. And it's mental torture. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. Like it is. It genuinely is. And I know that. So this podcast series is going to be helpful for yourself as well as for me. Because I need reminding constantly about this. Because when you're in that space, and this is why I can so relate. When you're in that space and you're feeling all of the emotions of anxiety, it's so hard for you to then rationalize. But when you already have the information ahead of time, even knowing that I'm going to get a blood test and have to book it, I'm able to use the things that I know to help coach myself and talk to myself in a particular way to be like, it's not a big deal. It's actually not the biggest deal, Ashley. Like, it's not going to be as painful as you think because you have a lot of evidence behind you to say it's actually not that painful. And you just, you know build yourself up so much and all you're doing is getting yourself all flustered and then afterwards you're like okay go about your business and it's fine that's it I use these thoughts and these concepts constantly because I know truly at the bottom of it I know the rational steps to take I know those things but I need reminding in the moment And this is hopefully a podcast episode to help and remind you for when those moments come up that, oh, I can do this. Right. Because you just need that reminder. Okay, so those are the four main areas that you're going to have a symptom which will tell you anxiety is present. So, whether it's your physical response, a sensation in your body, whether it's a thought, whether it's an emotion, or whether it's a behavior, it just depends on which one you become aware of first. Chances are you'll become aware of your physical response first because your body talks, your body knows these things from a subconscious space. So, it will naturally trigger and then tell you something's going on. But truly, when we talk about anxiety, Anxiety actually is your body's way of letting you know that there's a threat or a danger around. So anxiety isn't always a bad thing. Anxiety also can be a really good thing because it can save your life. When we talk about fight or flight, the trauma response, that there is to help you to decipher in this situation, in this circumstance, do I need to run for my life or do I need to stop still? right? And pause and think. It just depends on the circumstance. It depends on who you are and you have a natural way. Like I'm usually more of a freeze and then flight. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here most of the time. However, because our brains have evolved since many centuries and decades ago, where these trauma responses were useful if some tiger is chasing after you and you got to run for your life. Now, obviously, evolution has evolved and your brain still has that primal response. It has that primal reaction to things. But the difference is now, instead of it being a tiger or a lion chasing after you, it's just something that's uncomfortable, like giving a speech on a stage or speaking up in a meeting or telling someone you love that you don't like something, right? So it's just a different type of threat that your brain seems to think that there is. So this is why when we talk about anxiety, the non-medical version of anxiety, this is where you can start to decipher the situation or the circumstance that I'm in. I have the choice to be able to decipher what I do next. And even when you're in the midst of anxiety, you still have the control and decision to make of, do I want to continue to believe this thought that is causing me to feel scared and then causing me to behave in a certain way? Or do I want to change my thought, which is going to cause me to change my feelings and therefore change my behavior? and this is how you can start to build a better relationship with anxiety. So I want to leave you with three kind of things for you to remember and it can help you continue to see anxiety from a different light. So the first one is anxiety is not dangerous. Now this one can feel like a lie. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you it's not. So really when we break down anxiety it feels uncomfortable that everyone can agree with that it feels incredibly uncomfortable but also a good reminder that I have to always remind myself and I do and it really helps me is that it's temporary anxiety is temporary and it does decrease now there's strategies and ways to help you process through that emotion and that's what helps it one be temporary and two decrease but it's important to remember just generally that yes it feels uncomfortable right now but in an hour's time in two days time in a year's time are you going to feel that same discomfort at that same level No, when you really think about the time that you have felt anxious or you felt a level of discomfort, how long did it last for? You may repeat the same thoughts that trigger the same response, but truly the cycle does stop and then it restarts, therefore means it's temporary. It does stop. So it's really important to understand that anxiety is not dangerous. It cannot harm you. It just feels Physically uncomfortable, and that's it. So, the other thing to remember about anxiety is that it's adaptive, its job there is to protect you, to make you aware of a threat and danger around you. So, you have the choice to save your life. That is truly what anxiety was completely created by the brain's way of developing a way to keep really the brain safe, i.e., you to flood your body with anxiety and energy that's uncomfortable for you to pay attention to it and for you to make a decision on what to do next. And that's it. So remember that you have the choice to adapt, to decide how you want to mold your anxiety. Do you want it to mold to be in control of you or do you want to be in control of it? Both ways are possible, and both ways you have the choice to choose. And then the final one is anxiety is a part of your human experience. And I love to think about anxiety as just energy moving around your body, especially when it comes to the physical response of it. Because when you're feeling anxious, so for me, my anxiety sits in my chest quite a lot. So it feels really tight. I feel like there's like, uh, a lump or like a, it's like a ball in my chest but behind my rib cage like in that kind of space that area and anytime that I feel anxious depending on the level of anxiety I always imagine what that feels like so I get into my body because for me, anxiety is very much a mental thing. It's very much in my head. I do it, as you saw, my behavior when it comes to needles is I start overthinking. I start pre-planning. I get really observant. So everything's happening. I speak nothing out of my mouth, but it's all happening in my head. So for me, anxiety is in my head. So I need to move that energy because when you think about thinking, whatever you're thinking is creating a a vibration, a creating an energy, and the energy is trapped in your head. And what you need to do, and especially for me, is I have to move it from my head down into my body. And the only way to do that is to focus on my body. So I get close my eyes and I focus in on where in my body am I feeling the tightness, the stress, the anxiety? How would I describe it? What shape is it? What does it feel like? What's the texture? Is it moving? Is it solid? Is it fluid? What color is it? What is the characteristics of it? And really getting into description. And just by describing it is my way of starting the process of releasing the energy that's actually meant to be moving fluidly through my body, but it's stuck in my chest. And that is a good way for me to understand that anxiety is not a permanent thing. It's constantly moving, very much like water. It moves through your body like water would. It moves through your body like your blood does, through your veins. And anytime there's something that's in your vein, like you cut yourself or something has happened, it stops, right? There's a wall there. There's something that's interrupting that flow. And that's anxiety. Anxiety is something that comes up and it gets stuck. And then in order for you to be able to feel less anxious is learning how to help get that energy moving again. And that is a really good way how I go about it in those moments where I'm really in it where I'm like, okay, let's lean in. Let me describe, let me see what's going on in there. What What is happening and then just by doing that helps to start releasing the pressure because I'm not thinking about the things that was making me anxious. I'm now thinking about my body and helping the energy kind of move through whatever is now blocking it, right? So that's kind of my way of describing like anxiety is just part of being a human being. And in this perspective, I'm describing anxiety as a, you know, a negative thing. But really, anxiety is also a positive one. So think about when you are having to speak in front of people. It may not be a stage. It might be on a Teams call. It might be on a Zoom. It might be in a party. It might be anything that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable where you got to get out there, be more visible. It could be just online on a video, right? And that feeling of, oh, I feel a bit nervous, but excited. That's anxiety too. It's just not seen as a negative. It's actually seen as a positive, like you're going to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable. So in your brain, it's like, oh, this is a bit of a threat. However, because you know the end goal of it is going to be a positive one, you attach more positive emotions towards it, which makes your nervousness and your anxiety be a lot more positive than it is negative. And sometimes you need that to help you especially if people are playing sports, a lot of sportsmen and sportswomen would say that they feel anxiety before they go onto a tennis court or a basketball court or a football pitch. And the reason why is because they are, they really, really want that thing. They really want to win. So that anxiety, that nervousness, that excitement helps them to perform better. So anxiety, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing anymore. It actually is something that could be used of service to help you get towards your goals, to help you win at whatever it is that you are doing in business, in work, in life, as a parent, as a wife, as a husband, whoever. It helps you to be able to get that thing and for you to perform at your best and be your best version of yourself, even with that anxiety, because without it, what would you do? And that is a way of starting to really turn it around to be like, anxiety is your friend. Anxiety is something that you actually need in your life. And it's just about building a different type of relationship with it. So I'm hoping this part one episode has helped you think about anxiety slightly differently. And of course, learn a lot more about mime. (laughs) And hopefully help you go into your week and if at any point this week you have a moment of like I feel really anxious you could have a look and be like okay what's my physical response right now what's my thought what's my emotion what's the behavior that I'm doing and then remembering well anxiety one is not dangerous two is adaptive and three is part of being a human being so I'm doing pretty well If this episode was helpful to you, please do let me know. Send me a message over on Instagram. I am at I am Ashley Freighter or on LinkedIn, I'm on Ashley Freighter as well. And if you're on none of those and you just want to go on email, send me an email and all of the links are going to be in the show notes but I really look forward to hearing your thoughts about this week's episode and I look forward to bringing you the other three parts to this series. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye! Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode please do subscribe and if you're thinking of someone you know that needs to hear today's message please share this episode with them and remember no one needs to travel alone we are all in this together catch you on the next episode